Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Instagram's new live rooms, story scheduling, and more with Natasha Samuel. If you want to understand how to benefit from these Instagram changes, then stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to improve your exposure and sales with social video, then check out our new Social Video Summit. 12 social media pros will show you the way. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit. And now for this week's expert guest. Natasha Samuel is an Instagram expert and host of the Shine online podcast. She has a number of Instagram-focused courses, including the 30-Day Reels Challenge. Welcome back to the show, Natasha. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So let's start with Instagram's new live rooms. What is a live room exactly? What can they do? Talk to us. Yes. So with Instagram Lives, you used to only have one person able to join you. So have a two-person live stream. But now you can add up to three people on your live stream as a guest, which means you can have a four-person live room. So it's a really awesome feature for collaborating, and it kind of gives your lives a panel-like feel because there can either be a host or there can be four people contributing to a topic. But I have a theory, even though Instagram has been working away on this one for a while, um, that it was very much inspired by Clubhouse and the ability to have these collaborations collaborative conversations and people really enjoying the ability to tune into these live off the cusp conversations with more than one person versus just listening to one or even just two people. So what does it look like exactly? Uh, it's Instagram live, so it's vertical, right? So is it just like yes. kind of the Brady Bunch with the four little boxes? Is that kind of what it looks like? <laughs> Yes, exactly. So if there's four people total, then it is going to have those four squares. But if there's three, there's going to be one person that's a little bit longer, two people that are a little smaller. So of course, the interface is a little wonky because it's naturally on the smartphone. Um, but in general, if you have four people in the live room, it's going to have those four squares right above each other. Have you tried it? I have actually with Tyler J. McCall. He's a really awesome Instagram strategist and we were playing around with it when it first came out and it was really great. It didn't seem super glitchy um, and it was really fun to connect with different people, tap into a lot of different audiences. And one of the great parts about collaborative lives is there's the ability to kind of drop down and see which accounts are on it. So it's kind of great for getting in front of different audiences and getting in touch and in front of other people for more exposure. Do you know with this uh, up to four people on the screen, can you kind of schedule it ahead of time or do you have to like scroll and pick them from the audience? Like how does that all work as far as getting four people on there? Yes. So with Instagram lives, there's two options when it comes to adding people onto the live. So people can either request to join. So if I join in on someone's live, um, it'll give me an ability to 
ask if I can join them. Um, and then the other ability is if you are the host, you can see who all is tuning in and you can search for their name and then ask them if they'd like to join. So those are the two ways. The only ways to like schedule a live room is only if you're promoting it on Instagram stories with like a countdown sticker. So I would imagine every single person that's live with you it shows at the top of the Instagram feed that they're live, right? So if you're smart about it, I would imagine you could bring a lot of people into a live experience, right? Depending on who's there with you. Is that correct? Absolutely. Because it's going to notify every single person that's going live. It's going to show them that they're going live with more than one person. So it's a really great option for getting in front of new audiences and just like collaborating. So I think that lives can be really intimidating if you've never done it for the first time, but it's a little bit easier when you're talking with other people. Now, the big story that I think everybody is interested in is Instagram stories can now be scheduled like, wow, right? So first of all, let's start with how does this work? Like, what are the requirements? And then maybe why is this important? So talk to us a little bit, because I'm sure there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It is so exciting. So there's this new Facebook business suite. Um, I think it's kind of bringing together a lot of different parts of like messaging control, scheduling content into one place that's super user friendly. Kind of reminds me of the professional dashboard, which is no, I know we something we talked about last time, um, but pretty much bringing together all of their features into a more user friendly interface. And along with being able to schedule your posts like normal, you're now able to schedule stories. So I know I poked around. I don't know if I have access yet. And I've had some clients say they haven't had access yet, but they're really excited. But pretty much they're saying that you're able to um, upload your stories and either post them in the moment like normal or to schedule them for a later date. So I think as marketers, as business owners, for us that are using essentially them a lot more strategically and we're curating them and we're planning them ahead of time, I think it's just such a great opportunity to get ahead of your stories content because I think we all know stories can sometimes take a little bit of time. So it's a great option for getting ahead of your content for campaigns, for scheduled stories that you know you want to post um, and your phone won't be as cluttered with those stories, graphics or videos you want to share. So first of all, you have to have a business account then on Instagram in order to have access to the business suite. Is this not for creator accounts? Is that your understanding? Yes. My understanding is that it's for business accounts only. And you can switch, right? So if you have a creator account totally. and you want to schedule stuff, then you could switch to a business account and schedule it. So do you think this is composing the story on your phone and saving it as a draft and then going in a web browser and loading up because I'm pretty sure business suite is only a web browser thing, right? Doesn't that sound right? Yes, yes. And I think when you're on Facebook, I haven't created a lot of Facebook only stories, yeah. but that's how it seems like you go pretending you're going to create a Facebook story. I think that's what's going to look like inside the business suite. Um, but instead of just posting it to your stories feed in the moment, you're going to be able to schedule it. So you're going to have the options of instead of just posting to actually schedule. So really exciting feature there. I think this could be a game changer for a lot of people. Like imagine you're on vacation, but you don't want to have to post stories, right? Yep, absolutely. Or imagine you have a launch coming up, right? And you've recorded all this work in advance. Now, can you do this already with third-party tools or has that never been an option really to schedule a story? 
Yeah. So you've been able to schedule a story, but it will always have a push notification. So it's going to notify you on your phone and then save the actual graphics or videos onto your device, which is handy in some ways. But you still have to manually be there to do it though, right? Right. Yeah. You still have to be there manually to do it, which is definitely why that's not super convenient. But if you're using a third-party tool, of course, then you can't add the stickers and you can't add different items natively within the actual Instagram stories. But I actually have a feeling that when it comes to scheduling it within actual Facebook and Instagram, you'll be able to add those stickers in text. So I think you'll be able to work around the things that didn't really work with those push notification features. One of our uh, live viewers here, John is saying that Business Suite is available Ooh. as an app and you can use it to schedule stories, awesome posts and et cetera. So that's really cool. Do you think that they're going to open up this API? I mean, so that all these other scheduling apps that we are able to already do with Instagram are going to be able to work with stories or do you have a sense that this is probably going to be something Facebook is going to try to keep control over? It's hard to say because I think going back to kind of thinking of, you know, if you are scheduling with an other tool, you don't have the ability to add text or stickers or GIFs right. when scheduling them. So I think that's the one thing that Facebook and Instagram are going to have an upper leg on because because you can add the stickers and still schedule them. So even if they open up the API, I feel I still think that it's going to be better within this business suite option. I'm excited about this because I think any small business or or even larger than small business that has more than one person doing stuff on Instagram probably is already scheduling stuff for the feed, right? So the idea that mm -hmm. stories can now be scheduled, I think just opens up a whole new world of opportunities for a lot of marketers because this means that they could work with third-party creators, for example, and influencers, yes. right, to do takeovers on the stories account. And it just makes a lot of this stuff way, way easier without having to give someone access to your account and all that kind of stuff, right? Definitely. I think it's great for takeovers, like for launches, campaigns, um, or just staying ahead of your stories content. Because I think, you know, Instagram has made it very clear that the more you post on stories, the better and the more throughout the day, which can be really time consuming for marketers and business owners. So it's a really great option to stay on top of your story strategy without having to always pull out your phone to post your stories. Well, that's a good question that I want to ask you that uh, when it comes to publishing on stories, if you have a small little, if you will, series that you're going to be doing, let's say there's five or 10 posts that you're going to plan on doing in the day. Do you recommend having it all published back to back so everybody can see it? Or do you recommend spacing it out? What's your thoughts? Yeah. So it always is a little bit better to space out your Instagram stories, because if we think of how the little stories feed or those bubbles at the top of our Instagram feed work, um, is that the more up to date the content is that's posted to that person's stories feed, the farther to the front of the stories feed that it's going to be. So it's a really great way for retaining your viewers and actually making sure you're getting in front of more viewers by doing that. So if you can create your Instagram stories series, or storyboards in a way that you can post it throughout the day to kind of add a little bit more excitement, keep people on the edge of their seat and truly make it a story that they want to check in on and see what happens next. Um, that's definitely the best way to do it strategically versus just posting them all at once and then not going on stories for the rest of the day. All right. So, so far we've talked about how we've got Instagram live rooms, which is really just up to four people in an Instagram live. And then we've talked about how we've got uh, the ability to schedule Instagram stories through Business Suite, which is amazing. I know there's a whole bunch of other features that Instagram has rolled out. So if you want to go ahead and 
I guess let's start with the first one, filtered comments and reels length extensions. Talk to us a little bit about this. Yes. So filtered comments is specifically for Instagram lives. And I think this is definitely for creators, influencers that maybe have a larger audience that they're reaching with their lives. And it's going to make it a lot easier for people to filter out comments that they don't want to see um, and kind of avoid those more spammy type of comments that people often see on lives. So really excited to see how that is going to work out. And I hope it'll be pretty user-friendly because of course we know the live streams on Instagram are pretty tiny. Um, but it looks like it's just the functionality you can tap on the comment section. Um, I recently got went live and I, I didn't see it on the feed, but I think it's coming really soon and they're kind of starting to test that out. And then I think the biggest one is reels going up to 60 seconds, which I feel like is something everyone's been waiting for because um, reels is obviously very much mimicked after TikTok and TikTok videos can be up to 60 seconds long. So of course, reels was the first 15 seconds, then 30, and now 60. So it really gives people a longer amount of videos while still keeping it short and very much that micro video trend that's really hot right now. But you're going to get a little bit more time to post everything that you want to say in your videos. So do you think people are going to watch 60 second reels? I mean, like, I think I heard that TikTok was experimenting even with two minute long Mm. at, at a point, but I just, I wonder whether the expectations from people who are watching reels is that it's going to be short, pithy and to the point. I mean, just because we can do 60 seconds, do you think we should do 60 seconds? What's your advice to fellow marketers that are out there? Yeah, that's a really great point. And I think it depends on the video content. Um, Just from being and consuming on TikTok myself, there's some videos that really are short, sweet, and to the point, and that makes you watch them over and over again or loop them because they're looping videos. They don't start and stop. They just keep going and keep going. So I think that's the benefit of a shorter video. But I think longer form videos are really great for demonstrations, for tutorials, for teaching something. Um, Because teaching anything and making sure it is high value is pretty tough to do in just 30 seconds. So I think if people use it strategically, understanding that certain content is better if you can add more context and value and and things like that. But I think also understanding like the type of content that is made for Reels and TikTok is supposed to kind of be short and sweet. And the more people rewatch it, the better it's going to do in the algorithm. So I think it's kind of finding a balance. It is kind of a, okay, well, if I can do a 60 second video already natively on the feed, why would I do a 60 second Reel? And the answer would be the reach, right? Because reels have crazy long reach, but it just is one of those confusing things, I think, to a lot of people, right? Like if they're going to do a 60 second video, maybe they should just do it as a reel instead of as a regular feed post. I mean, that's got to be a question I'm sure people are going to be wrestling with, don't you think? Definitely. And I think when Instagram kind of gave their suggestions on how often they want to be po- us to be posting and where they want us to be posting, they mentioned a lot of IGTV. They mentioned a lot of reels, but they didn't really say much about feed videos specifically. So I almost think that if your videos are short and under a minute, then it should be on reels. But if it's over a minute, you might actually get better reach from IGTV because with reels and IGTV, the way that they've 
kind of launch them is that there's so many ways to consume them. You know, it's on your feed, it's on your grid, it's on the little tabs that are individually set. You know, Reels has its own feed entirely. IGTV is really prioritized on the Explore page. Right. So definitely think if you're utilizing either of those, you're probably going to get a little bit more reach than just doing a feed video. Speaking of filtered, um, IG Instagram rolls out uh, tools to filter and manage comments and DMs. Tell us a little bit more about that. What's your thoughts on that? Yes. So I think they noticed that there was a lot of, in the political climate and everything going on in the world, there was a lot of negative comments and DMs and harassments and bullying that's happening. And that's definitely been something Instagram has really been passionate about, trying to make a safer space to be on the platform. So just kind of how they started to add those functionalities to their comments, they're adding the same ones to their DMs. So pretty much if you are blocking someone, if if you're getting, if you're reporting someone, um, Instagram's making, kind of getting a little bit smarter and making sure that people aren't going to continue to send those messages from that account or even a different account to make sure that you feel like you're in a safe space when it comes to those messages. Well, they've got so much AI, I would imagine they could just decide that this comment doesn't sound right and stick it into a tab that you're never going to see unless you bother to look there, just like they do with Messenger, right? They've got the spam stuff. I'm guessing that's what it is, but maybe it's more than that. But I'm excited about that. I think a lot of people maybe who say things that might attract trolls, you know, would definitely love <laughs> this functionality, yes, right? Definitely. So IGTV, this is fascinating. They're going to start sharing money with creators. Tell us a little bit more about this. Like, what's the story here? Yes. So with IGTV, very similarly to YouTube, um, they're going to give the options to have ads on your videos. So this means as a creator, if you choose to have an ad on your video, you're able to make money from the views that you get from the ads on your content. Very similarly to YouTube, if you're familiar with how that works. Um, and it's been something that they've been hinting at since IGTV really came to be, uh, which is a few years ago now. Right. But it's been a really slow rollout. So, I mean, doing it on a, in Australia and the UK are really big markets, lots of users there. So I think it means that it could be coming to US users a lot sooner than we think. Um, and really incentivizing people to use IGTV because I think it's kind of the forgotten stepsister of all the different types of tools you can use on Instagram. Um, but it's really a great option is if you're wanting to really focus on that long form videos, which can take a lot of time and energy, editing, producing it. Um, at least maybe you can make a little bit of income from it. Yeah. I am um, slightly fascinated by this because it was only the Facebook watch program that came out a few years ago that kind of fizzled away that shared money that I, I recalled in the beginning. Like if you, you know, that was Facebook's attempt to try to go after YouTube and they were sharing ad revenue. And um, I don't think that on Instagram, they've ever had the ability for you to actually make money on Instagram from creating content. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it's never been for a creator to be actually able to make money. I mean, yeah. the only way that we've really been able to consume ads is quite literally by doing an ad. Right. Um, that's really, you're paying for it versus, you know, one party being able to be able to benefit from it. So I think it'll be interesting to see how people react to trying to watch a long form video and then having those ads in between it. Because I think the attention span of 
have someone that's on YouTube is a little bit different than them on Instagram because you're watching on your mobile device. Um, IGTVs tend to be a little shorter than YouTube videos, but it might completely change the landscape of how we think of IGTV now. So it's right now in just the UK and Australia. So um, we'll see if it eventually rolls here to the States, but uh Interesting and fascinating trend, really a macro trend, which is a lot of these platforms going after creators in a good way and trying to incentivize them financially, you know, to create more content on the platform. So that's really exciting. Definitely. Instagram expands this test to hide like visibility. Am I saying this right? What's the story here exactly? Yeah. So Instagram has been grappling with removing likes visible to everyone. Because I think that Instagram has always been known for your likes being kind of this popularity factor and a very vanity visual metric. Um, So I know in Canada and Australia or some of the countries that um, likes were removed completely where you couldn't see how many likes someone's post got, it would maybe say this person and a few others have liked it, but it wouldn't say the number. But internally, the person posting it could see their analytics, of course. I think the goal with this is that they want people to not be too caught up in the vanity metrics and focus more on creating great content. But now they haven't rolled it out in the US, but half people are seeing likes, half people aren't seeing likes. So I guess they're testing where giving people the option of whether they do want their likes to be seen or not. I think some people might care. Some people are like, I don't really care. If you're a big influencer, I think you might care because you might want people, especially if you're doing sponsor deals, right? To see exactly how many people are are liking your stuff. Because I think in America, doesn't it just say uh, X and hundred or X and thousands or X and millions or something like that? It's very vague, right? Yes. Definitely. So that'll be interesting to see whether or not that's another maybe nod of the hat towards uh, maybe placating some creators that are upset about the fact that their likes are hidden. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think when it comes to being an influencer and wanting to share your actual, you know, metrics, you know, you can see it internally on the back end, but it could affect how you're attracting brands or partnerships. I think that it's just so ingrained in the Instagram culture that they're kind of like, we don't want to be in charge. You make your own, make your own mind. So I think it'll be interesting to see if they do end up rolling out that option, how many people will opt to have it on or off. So this one is kind of fascinating. Facebook is letting some users in India share their reels to the Facebook newsfeed. Yeah. What do you think about this? It kind of reminds me of when you're posting an IGTV video, there's been the option to share it to your Facebook page. So I think they're kind of playing around with that same concept of your stories, your IGTV. Um, Even if you post them on Instagram, they can also live on Facebook. Um, It could be because maybe people are creating less video content on Facebook with so many ways to create video content on other platforms. Um, But I think it could be very interesting and definitely incentivize people if they are using both platforms. Um, And I think it will be interesting how Reels perform or are consumed on Facebook because Instagram and TikTok feel a little bit more similar, but Facebook feels kind of a little bit different. So it'll be interesting to see how it'll be to consume that if that is an option to share them there. You bring up a good point because you already do have uh, stories sharing. I made up a word there, Sherry's (laughs) story sharing uh, between Instagram and Facebook, and you have post sharing between them both. 
I don't know if IGTV, does it allow, does IGTV, can you post to Facebook also? Do you know? Yeah. So there used to be the option to, um, I actually haven't done it in a while. So I think they might've removed it, but there used to be the option where you were posting to IGTV. You could automatically toggle for it to post on a Facebook page, just like when you're posting to your feed and it gives you the option to post to that page. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I know that there's kind of like that mixed thought of like, yeah, it's really great to push your content on both platforms, but also does it look a little bit lazy of taking reels which aren't on Facebook and then putting them on Facebook. So I think it'll be interesting. I wonder if it'll be a strategy where you won't be able to play it, but it'll be like a thumbnail and it'll just pop you right over to Instagram to get you back into the Instagram reels experience, you know? Right. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Natasha, you're going to be speaking about social video made easy, how to batch your creativity at our brand new upcoming social video summit. What can people expect to learn from you if they attend. Yes. So I'm going to be giving tips that will apply to whatever type of video platform that you're on, really about creating great videos when it comes to your tools, your lighting, your audio, but also when it comes to batching your videos and taking the amazing ideas and topics and trends that you're seeing, um, whether it's for IGTV, whether it's for reels, whatever type of video content you're creating, and how can you easily batch and create it so it's really high quality, but not going to take you a ton of time, which we know video definitely can do. So I'm really excited to be sharing my favorite tips on how to batch and create really great video content for your social media platforms. Well, batching is something that all of us can benefit from. So we're excited that you're going to be teaching on that. Natasha, if people want to follow you on the socials or anywhere you want to send them anywhere in particular to see all the exciting things you've got going on? Yes, absolutely. Um, so Instagram is definitely the best place to hang out with me um, at Shine with Natasha and shinewithnatasha.com. Um, that's where you can access some details about my courses that are opening next month for enrollment. Um, Instagram with impact and shine on Instagram video. Um, and then my podcast, the Shine Online podcast, where I talk with other entrepreneurs about marketing, business, Instagram, all the things. Awesome. And folks, I want to mention, don't forget to check out our social video summit at socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit. If you're scared of social video, we've got 12 experts that are going to help you get over the hump. And it's an amazing thing. If you also want to listen to another podcast, in addition to listening to Natasha's, check out my show, Social Media Marketing Podcast, which Natasha has been a guest on. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Natasha, thanks for joining us again. See you next time. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.